0: hello and welcome back to the neurodiverse and nigerian podcast i am your host david abam and i am neurodiverse and nigerian i really do thank you guys for listening into the other podcasts episode one two and three and i think we have hit just a bit just under 100 uh listeners and 100 plays which is really fucking good Um, which tells me that I'm actually onto something here. Um, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the past episode. I did get a lot of feedback from it. And I did love the feedback. And with that, I would progress into this episode. Um, I really did hesitate to put out this particular episode or even to record it. Because it's slightly somber. A lot more somber than the other episodes so i'm going to try and make it interesting i'm i'm already interesting so i'm just gonna try and make it interesting so far um but before we get into the episode i want to say that currently i am retwisting my hair and uh shameless plug <laughs> it's hair by ami that is h-a-r-h-a-i-r-b-y a-m-m-y a-m-m-y on instagram is there any like underscore or Um, it's
1: double r -R h-a-i-r-r
0: so that's h-a-i-r-r-b-y-a-double-m-y shameless plug i hope i get a discount from this oh 100% um so that's the start of it i am doing my hair and um it's a little bit tight but you know we, we, we continue either way um i i want to tell you guys before i get into it about my last impulsivity day my last impulsivity day um it was a couple months ago now actually and basically for some reason um i decided to plan a birthday Just because, um, I was in the park with a couple of my friends and we were just chilling, drinking and playing music. And then I met this group of, this group of like black people and I was like, oh shit, black people. And, and because it doesn't, there's not a lot of us in the city except for students. So I walk up to them and I start talking to all of them. And like, it's a really, really good and good conversation. The ADHD was really ADHD. And I was able to carry everybody along and have multiple conversations with everyone. Um, And then I was like, I'd like to party with you guys. Would you guys want me to plan something? And then they were like, it has to be after like their exams are over and I was like, okay. And they were like, one of them is having a birthday and I was like, let me plan it. Let me plan the dinner and let you know how it's gonna go and you know, just organize everything. And they were like, Are you serious? I was like, Yeah, I I don't know why you guys have to take me up on this offer right now or else I'm gonna rescind it. Um and they did, luckily. Um And it was a really, it was really tight, like getting, trying to organize and project manage black people. One of the eight, one of the eight wonders of the world, honestly, like trying to get them to give the money that they were supposed to give so that I can buy the things and do whatever. Very fucking hard. I told them, oh, like that they should Have it sent to me by Thursday latest. Tell me why Saturday, which is the day, which was the impulsivity day itself. Tell me why on Saturday they were still sending the money anyway. So um, I step out. I have brunch on my own because I like exploring restaurants. Um, And then I go buy the cake, do some final arrangements. And then I come back and then I go go back out. I head to the gym. This was like 3 p.m. Uh, The dinner dinner was for nine. I head to the gym. I come back by like six or five thirty. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Let me shower. And for some reason, my entire body did not let me leave. Like I was just sat there um, for a while. And eventually um, I picked up a phone call, a FaceTime call with a couple of my friends. And we were on the phone just laughing and joking and just talking until like 8 30 or so do you want to get that until like 8 30 and um actually until like 9 15 and and then um i get a text message from the birthday boy that like he was there for he was there at, at nine and he was like where is everyone and i didn't respond but i did go into the shower and then he starts calling me and, and I'm, I'm not gonna respond to that like you would see me when you see me it's like five minutes away uh, anyway i start calling everyone like where the fuck are you guys like how can the birthday boy be the first person there that's just not how it that's just not how it rolls you know Anyway, I got there by like ten thirty or stuff, and um, I was still able to give him a really really nice birthday. Had um, like the cake going, had the staff sing him happy birthday. gave gave him a couple shots. Um, then we went out to the club and had such an amazing day, such 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 an amazing night. And yeah, that that, that was that was it pretty much um win for this week oh yes i beat my previous personal best um in my last episode i said that i bench pressed 100 kilos um and i bench pressed 120 um for just one rep it that that shit is so heavy it's so fucking heavy yeah no but that's 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 a win for me i guess um right so in today's episode like i said we're going to be talking about adhd and success and i really want you guys to comment down because there is a comment section you know comment down below what success is to you um for me success means different in my understanding success means different things to different people um but google says that success is the accomplishment of an aim and or purpose um, and, or it is in the archaic sense the good or and bad outcome of an undertaking Um. then we just have some few quotes about success success is not only about having money and higher social status it also manifests in being less stressed less worried more happy and more peaceful more happy is not a word happier and more peaceful uh it's there were like is there a, is there a word like peaceful no there's no word like that <laughs> there is no word like that it can also be said to be a peace of mind which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowledge and the knowledge that you did your best to become the best you're capable of being now for me i like the definition that i got from a friend um and i hope that they are listening to this podcast and to me success is just being better than you were yesterday um and yesterday being relative yesterday could be like a month ago it could be a year ago it could be six months ago it could be three months ago whatever the time difference is from what you were before to where you are now if you can see that there's physical growth or is or there's actual personal internal growth to that that is what you should define as success you don't actually have to achieve said goal just as long as you're a better person or that or you're better off than you were before you started the goal um and that can be Many things that can be gym wise, health wise, personal development wise, that can be relationship, businesses, that can be educational, anything, anything at all. Now, how does that have to how does that how does that relate to ADHD and why is it so difficult for people with ADHD to succeed? The thing is. ADHD really, really hinders people from succeeding for multiple reasons. Um, The one being that like there's the impulsivity and the hyperactivity aspect and also the executive dysfunction aspect. Um, When it comes to the impulsivity aspect, there might be things that we would we are supposed to undertake. There might be things that we are supposed to do, but we do not do them because or we do something else because that's what our brain is fixing to do. That is what our brain is waiting and trying and you know it's aiming for us to do. Um, and it might be a mul- It could be a multitude of reasons. Um, maybe that's where the dopamine is actually hitting. That's where. Uh, no worries. That's where the dopamine is actually hitting. That's where we find interest in. That's where we find whatever in. Or maybe we just don't know that we have ADHD and we are succeeding regardless, or we are getting through life regardless, thinking that we're just too lazy, or if we study hard enough, or sorry, if we study harder, or if we apply ourselves more, then things will be different for us. But that's not the case because. With ADHD, you have to work with your brain and you really have to be determined beyond the regular sort of like f- f- tech bro. Oh, if you put your mind to it, you would succeed at it because some things just don't work for some people. Um, and you work with your brain in delivering it things like the uh, things like serotonin bits, things like. You know, giving yourself more breaks, things like eating some, you know, sugary snacks a little bit more. I've, I've gone into that when it comes to education um, in my previous episode, and I'm not going to really, you know, um, dwell on that. I also wanted to add that it is very possible. It is extremely possible to succeed with ADHD. And if you have, if you believe you have ADHD and you're doing your very best to succeed and push past it and be successful, I just want to let you know and tell you that you've got this. You can do it. You've been doing it so far. You've come so far without even knowing that you have ADHD. And if you did know, you've come this far despite it. So you've got this. Don't doubt yourself. You've come this far, you go much, much further. Just keep on doing what you need to be doing and tell yourself that you can't do it. It's not impossible. It's probable not impossible. A few things that I do struggle with with my ADHD and I do struggle with um, in succeeding. um, First one is consistency. (sighs) The reason I struggle with being consistent at things is because I don't get the results as immediately or the results are delayed or the results are not as much as I want it to be. Um and also maybe it's I just lose interest in it, you know. Um and I really do struggle with consistency. But I've been going to the gym what, eleven weeks now? And I'm really happy with myself. And I think the reason why I still proceed and I still go at it head on is because i see the results my traps are getting bigger my shoulders are massive and so on my so are my arms um i'm lifting heavier like i say like you know i'm squatting 200 kilos i'm lifting i'm benching 120 kilos and i love the fact that every single day i step into the gym i'm able to do i'm able to be stronger than the day down what i was before you know, and I took um, a before and after photo because that's about three. Next week, I'm going to take um, a three month before and after photo and I can genuinely see the difference visible within my clothes, within my health, within my lifestyle, etc. Then the next thing, the next thing I really do struggle at is focus. Um, and this focus comes about when there is no press pressing and or impending um need or deadline that I have to meet um whether it's paying my bills on time whether it's paying rent on time whether it's delivering a project on time whether it's delivering this uh podcast episode on time I struggle to focus at it and it's it's so weird um because I am interested in this but I just, I just can't be asked that's what my that's that's what my brain says like i just i just can't be asked to do it i just can't be asked to sit down for long enough for me to be able to do it um and when those deadlines do come or when i do feel the internal pressures of oh shit this is what three weeks now i haven't put out a podcast episode or this is you know, this deadline is looming, or this person expects me to do this. And those pressures come up. That's when the hyper the hyperfocus juices come out. And like I've said in the previous episodes, like it's not healthy to live your life from one hyperfocus um, session to the other because after a hyperfocus session, there is the come down. And that calm down is like a crash. And, like, I'm pretty much useless for two days after spending, you know, taking the whole nights to do whatever I need to do, you know. So, it, it's something I still struggle with and it's something I'm going to keep struggling with until this goddamn NHS gets me my, um, fucking, what do you call that thing, again? I ain't got a clue. Um, it's, it's diagnosis that's the oh. word yeah <laughs> until the nhs gets me my diagnosis and gets me on the tritation for it um i really do hope that the drugs um and the medication help i know that it's not a one a one drop fix or, or one drug fix it's not one the drug you know and i still do have to put effort into it but the efforts would be easier and the the playing field would be more leveled when that happens rather than you know me just battling my brain by myself and like i said the third thing is interest if i lose interest in something it really does take the handle it really does take the hand of god for me to get the interest back and for me to actually want to put Put the efforts in it could be a person it could be a like a work schedule it could be a hobby it could be a job it could be anything it could be a business if I lose interest in that thing there are very few things that will put me back onto it um, and this is why in my short 25 years of life I've been I've done YouTube, I've done podcasts twice. You guys should, this is another shameless plug. You guys should check out my podcast with my father. It's called the Father and Son Podcast. You should see this symbol guy with a beard. I'll link it below. I've done YouTube, I've done podcasts, I've done photography, I've done videography, I've done law. I've been fairly consistent with law, and I'll um, talk about that more in the next episode i've done law i've done um systems engineering i've learned how to code a little bit um i'm into compliance now what else have i what else have i done um i've i'm into watches i've written a couple blog posts i've half written a book i lost interest halfway but this was when i was like in high school or something yeah lost interest halfway I, I i think everybody did this but i've tried rapping not my thing um but i segued that into poetry and i still write from time to time mostly romantic and mostly to people that i'm trying to woo actually hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna read something to you guys something i written okay yeah so i'm gonna read something that i wrote i think this was in 2019 i actually don't go back on these much but yeah this is something i wrote 2019 it's called home um and it goes like this home where the heart is at rest and is bonded not only by blood but by love home a place where you live peacefully and comfortably in the time of political unrest, juxtaposed. Home, where you break bread and mend hearts with friends, family, and loved ones, God and paradoxically enemies. Home. Not a location, but a state of being. A state of thriving, a state of a state that is completely loving. Home. My home is where my heart bleeds. My home my home is where my heart bleeds for and seeks to return. Seeks to return to. Although life may seem better where I am, home, my country, beautifully battered, beaten until we are in, holy shit, this, that's a long word, until we are paul, tr, paltry, tudinous. What is the meaning of that word? Beautiful, huh? So it's Paul Cree pultitudinous yeah uh, my beautiful country beautifully my country beautifully battered beaten onto real Ah, uh, we are crushed and we pour out gold home my parents are a thousand of pa- are, tho- are thousands of pawns worth of miles away my brother no more close enough to pop over for a quick stay home take me back I need to go back No offense to the friends and family I've made here, but my heart bleeds green and white. The scorching sun and the thin air is where I find the most comfort. I think I wrote this, yeah, no, I wrote this in 2019 when I hadn't gone home, um, back to my country for a long time. My country being Nigeria, for a long time. And this is what and i hadn't that was what that was probably i would say easter time and last time i had gone back was like christmas or some shit um but this is what two years now and i still resonate with that and even though i still resonate with it i still understand the situation that is there hmm that was a nice segue yeah, OK, uh, the next part of the podcast, I'm going to talk about where I have succeeded and where I still do succeed. First thing being academia, I, I would, you know, humbly say that I'm actually very successful in my academics. Um, I have an undergraduate, undergraduate degree. I am a qualified lawyer in Nigeria, went to law school, which was Jesus Christ. Every single time I think about that place, it's just fucking torture. It's just fucking torturous, literally. Um, And I just, I really wonder about how bad it is right now, because it it was really bad in my time. But it must be horrible right now. Like if if I have any listeners in law school right now that want to come on the podcast and share about how it is, I would really like to like ask a couple questions, you know, about it. Um, yeah, so went to law school, got my uh, barrister B.L. barrister law, and I could practice in Nigeria i don't even know if i've paid have i paid my do i still i don't know i don't know if i still pay my practicing fee um and i do have a master's my parents were trying to push on me to do a phd but that's four years four years that's not possible like i'm sorry i've done one degree that's that's more than enough i love law and it's something i've been consistent with in my life for a long time but that's that's four years i could be making money that's four years i could be at a swanky new job being promoted i could have actually moved jobs by then you know because it's advised to move jobs every three years you know i I could have there's a lot that i could do in three years and i don't three to four years and i don't want to spend that doing a phd you know um but yeah i did i did have my masters and i did get really good grades i didn't get first because i couldn't sit down to concentrate enough to get first even though it's it was very well within my reach um and also adhd not knowing that i have it you know also st- uh, stifled that but i still got really really good grades two ones and merits all across the board The next thing that I want to say that I've been really successful with and I'm still succeeding at, uh, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, is the gym. I really like how far I've come with the gym. I was just looking at old videos and I could barely curl 12 kilos. No, I could barely curl 8 kilos, you know, without gassing out. Now I curl 12 which is just starting i really lift weights that are heavy enough for someone as large as me to lift you know um i know i have a small following and you know the people who are small listening and the people who do listen to this podcast probably know what i look like but if you don't um i am six feet five just actually i'm six feet four point something i think 4.8 but I just rounded up to six feet five and last I checked I was 143 kilos so let that just be in your head you know whatever that looks like just think about the rock with like more weight on him yeah I want to look like the rock though I really want to look like the rock at the end of the day um, but yeah, 11 weeks straight, um, going to the gym for like three to four days a week um, and th- three to four days a week and really, you know, doing it until failure. I, I have seen how that has helped me not only in my physical health, but my mental health and how that has helped me to be able to p- push on and persevere. Just one more day, and each time the day gets hard, I just tell myself one more day, just one more day. You can get through today. If you get through today, tomorrow is sure. If you get if you can get through this week, next week is is sure. You know, if you can get through this this interview, the next one is is for sure. You know, you're going you're going to succeed at this. And it's also changed my perspective on effort and how much consistency um changes things, you know um yeah I would also say another thing that I do think I've succeeded at is relocating um coming from Nigeria I know that a lot of people are leaving Nigeria and drugs because of what is happening there um, and coming from Nigeria to the UK um somewhat on my own I do have my brother who is, um, all the way up north, um, he's like a six hour train ride away, it's incredible, um, from me and, it, you know, pretty much moving here on my own and figuring things out, I, I, I would say I've done well for myself, obviously there are people who do come here and do better, but I, I'm running my own race, I'm in my own lane, I'm doing things, the way that by the ways and timings of God according to my life and you know I believe that I've done really really well I have a really great location to live um I have a really good job and I have really really good friends you know and I'm learning and and I'm adapting further and faster than I thought I would have you know and another thing is personal development. Um, I this has been quite recent. Um, I think it was May or so, beginning of May, late April, that I thought I took my personal development journey real serious, really serious. And honestly, I can't really go into the details because that's really personal to me. But I am a completely different person than who I was in April than who I was in May. <laughs> I have different priorities, I have different things that mean much more to me, you know. I'm less selfish, I'm more communicative, I'm more vulnerable when needs be, um, I'm more honest. Um, I'm actually more punctual, you know, which I really, really like. Although I would arrive at the scene out of breath and like my legs are hurting because I'm speed walking there, but I'm still on time you know, um, I'm more self-aware with myself, I'm more, um, what else do people self-develop in, um, your outlook on
1: yourself,
0: yeah, exactly, my outlook on myself, you know, as much, it's, it's, it's a very crazy contradiction that, like, you know, a lot of people, in my head, that, um, Being selfish means that you love yourself. You know, a lot of people hate themselves, but they're selfish because it's like a survivorship sorts of mindset, you know, whereby you can only be selfish because you're the only thing that you can think about, you know, and if you don't survive for yourself, there's no other person that can pick it up for you. But right now, I love myself and I love the way I am. I love the way I look. I love the way... I love pretty much everything about myself. I know that there are a lot of things that could be better. But if it's beyond my control and beyond my power, I'm not going to stress about it. You know, and I take my wins as they come. You know, I do have dark days and hard days, you know, but yeah, that that that's that. How does that relate with ADHD? Yeah. Um. So with ADHD, we have we tend to be a lot more critical about ourselves um and i do i thought that this was just a me thing but apparently it's an adhd thing whenever there's a big you know event that is coming up that you're excited for you tend to be sad on the day of it because you know that the day is gonna go and it's not gonna come back again like if you're traveling or going for a holiday or having the graduation On that day, you're not as excited as you would because that day is going to go and you're going to get back to your normal life. But for me, I am happy before, during, during the day, I'm ecstatic. And even after, you know, after that day, I'm still happy and I'm and I still retain those memories and I cherish them really deeply, you know, Uh, and my outlook on life has really changed. Um. To if you were to tell me that in January that I'll be as I'll be where I am, you know, in my personal development and in my gym life, like I, I would be so. I would have told you that you're lying to me, and I would probably was spat in your face. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's peak. Uh, but another thing, I'm gonna state a few people who have been successful and are. You know, um, vocal. Okay. <laughs> I can't scream because my voice doesn't go that high. But yeah, somebody is twisting my hair a little bit too tight. But it's it's gonna it's gonna look good. I just have a really soft scalp. Like I was saying, a few people who have been successful with ADHD. First person being Michael Phelps. I mean, if you weren't born in. The year 2010. Even after that. You should probably know the name. But if you were. He was born in 1985. And he's one of the best swimmers. AKA the Aquaman of our time. Um, And he was diagnosed with ADHD as a child. Actually. And he has become like an Olympic gold medalist. And a really... Great example of a high achiever with ADHD. Another person is Sir Richard Branson. Everybody knows that he has been very vocal about um, his ADHD. Um, he was born in 1950 and he's a business magnate and billionaire, the owner and founder of the Virgin brand. So if you know about Virgin holidays, Virgin um, cruises, Virgin the media yeah virgin (laughs) media virgin um virgin atlantic all of that you know um he's dabbled into i think this is a segue but i really think it was an adhd thing that made him dabble into space exploration i don't think he was as excited or he was as um keen on it as you know Jeff Bezos was but it was just it was he just got he just got like the 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 vibe from it but this is just high speculation and yeah uh he's a billionaire right now he's into travel health space cellular banking music and leisure activities he's also dyslexic um Jamie Oliver ugh he just ruined this brand, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next person is Leonardo da Vinci. Um, well-known influential artist, master sculpture sculptor, painter, engineer, scientist, mathematician, and architect. He is the person who made the Mona Lisa and the Last Supper. He, um, according to research, was reported to have many symptoms of ADHD and he worked on multiple projects and had um, trouble completing them. Another person is John F. Kennedy, the president, the 35th president of the United States. Was he the one that was shot in the head? Yeah. Assassinated. assassinated. That's crazy. So many TV series have been made about that assassination and like averting it and who killed him anyway justin timberlake uh the person who made mirrors one of the best albums out there like he's it it literally can only be justin timberlake that can make the album that he made where every single song was like longer than seven minutes i listen to that all (laughs) all the time all the time and finally bill gates um founder and former owner of microsoft worth a hundred and something billion dollars and also the chair of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, he his reputation is a bit, you know, he does a lot of PR to, like, cover it up. But, you know, he's he still is successful in his own right. I'm going to make a very high guess and say that Robert J. Oppenheimer of the famous Atomic Bomb was or has had probably had ADHD because he made I'm going to put this in the show notes the the exact details he started a lot he wrote a lot of papers and started a lot of papers that he didn't complete that a lot of other people completed and it turned out to be like Pulitzer Prize or Nobel Prize winning papers. You know, he started a paper that figured out what black holes were. Um, he started a paper that had a major influence about like, um, microwaves and um, solar panels. His paper was the found, was the, found were well, the founding and um, building blocks of what we know as today's. Um, solar um, panels but he wrote a lot of things and wrote a lot of papers and did a lot of studies about a lot of things that a lot of people picked up and finished Um, and it's his inability to finish that is why I really say that he has ADHD because he would jump from one major thing interest to the other and and he would keep going until he loses interest he was really
2: brilliant during his last weeks on earth while bedridden in 1967 robert would reflect on his life while he was a professor back in the 1930s robert's inability to focus made him miss out on so much in the early 1930s he co-wrote a paper on what's called the photoelectric effect it's a description of how light rays can eject electrons from metals it's the very mechanism that makes our solar panels work today. Instead of realizing what an amazing discovery he had on his hands, Oppenheimer got bored and moved on to another topic that he thought might be more alluring. Meanwhile, the graduate student that he was working with kept chipping at the problem. He wasn't as smart as Oppenheimer, but he had more discipline. He tidied up the paper and fixed some of the technical problems. The result? A Nobel prize for that graduate student. And the inpatient Oppenheimer missed out. But this was nothing compared to his next blunder. He and a colleague discovered black holes by accident in 1939. Strangely, the paper was handed in on the same day that Germany attacked Poland. Oppenheimer and his colleague were playing around with Einstein's relativity equations, and they noticed something funny. It predicted that if a massive star burned through all of its fuel and collapsed on itself, the gravitational field it created would be so intense that light itself couldn't escape. This was the discovery of the black hole, and it was the first academic paper on the subject. So what did Oppenheimer do with this? Well, once again, he forgot all about it and moved on to something else which he thought would be more interesting. Black holes are very important in physics and are increasingly relevant today. If he just stuck with his efforts, who knows what could have been? This behaviour would haunt Oppenheimer in the very last days of his life. The saddest part of Oppenheimer's life wasn't the humiliation of the hearings or even the detonation of the atomic bombs. His friends who knew him best knew that the real tragedy of his life was the wasted potential. They knew of Oppenheimer's frustrating brilliance, but he just simply couldn't focus and see things through. His friends knew that he got distracted with the fame and the politics after the Manhattan Project. He had left his true calling, which was physics. To them, the sorrow of Oppenheimer's life was that he never became the Einstein that he could have been. Yeah,
0: um, so Herba Ami is actually a student uh, who is studying special, special needs. needs and has a keen eye of spotting people who are autistic, young and old, and she wrote a few papers About ADHD So I'm going to Have her answer a few questions If she's willing to do that And yeah So like what do you know about ADHD? Um
1: I know that Mostly It's it's different in everyone Mm -hmm. Um Some people it may be Hyperactive Mm -hmm. Or like underactive at some stages Um I know that they are very, people with ADHD are very much misunderstood, especially in workplace and school environments. hmm um, And I think the ministers of education need to really understand that not everyone with specific disabilities are the same. Yeah. And put, it like, implement different learning techniques, teaching styles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that everyone learns equally.
0: Would you consider yourself as neurodiverse or neurotypical?
1: I haven't done full diagnostics to know if I am a neurodiverse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't also classify myself as neurotypical. Why is that? Um, I do find myself displaying, um, like, like extreme levels of. Procrastination, that are really really bad.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and it doesn't necessarily have to be anything with a deadline or not. There's times that I know that I've got a deadline, and I will sit and stare at my computer as it goes past that deadline. Yeah. And then just go, oh, um, I can resubmit later on in the year or. Just... Later
0: on in the year, <laughs> I'm fucking screaming. <laughs> um,
1: or yeah, no, like. I there was one that I had in due in January that I didn't hand in, so I failed it and was told to do a reassessment that would to be marked in July.
0: Why didn't you hand it in?
1: Um. I had started, and then it we were assigned it in September. I'd started it and was doing little bits up until November,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I just said.
0: You just lost interest. I I
1: don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) I don't want to do it anymore. I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm not doing it. And I was always constantly told that this is your grade. Like, it's not something... It's 100% of the grade. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was doing another piece of coursework that could up my grade. It was that or nothing. And it didn't bother me in any shape, way or form until it was August and i was told to resubmit and i wasn't doing it i think the resubmission date was on the 19th of it was 19th of july Mm -hmm. and i didn't do it i was like it doesn't matter i'm not going to do it until the night of the 18th of july (laughs) and i stayed up doing a 3000 word powerpoint and essay and was completely ill for the next two days after staying up. Oh, 150%. I was, I was like, you would think I had the flu or got COVID or something. Yeah. I was very much, I thought I had caught something. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, but just just little stuff that makes me go, is this normal? But obviously it's like, if you don't go and you don't go and get the diagnostics, you're. you're it's never your way really of life. Yeah. You, you don't really ever
0: why what, what is what has stopped you because um we discussed this before um I got onto the podcast and yeah. I asked her if like she thinks she's autistic and she was like she's gotten tested for autism what has stopped you from getting the test for ADhD um she's not autistic but
1: yeah. <laughs> actually as a child um i was i think a lot of teachers in my schools used to say that they should get me tested for ADhD mm-hmm but I think the stigma in the African society... Oh, uh, my
0: god My
1: mum said it's just bad behaviour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was bad behaviour until, I don't know, I recently learnt that a lot of people with ADHD or autism mm-hmm. uh, have a coping mechanism
0: Which called is? masking. Yeah, yeah. And right so
1: if I was to have said, had ADHD,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would have said that it's probably masked. Or Fair I did question. get tested for a. I did get tested for ADHD, but I think I should get tested for ADD now, because maybe it's not hyperactive. I don't know, but sometimes I say and I'm thinking there might be something there. Yeah. But then it's the whole stigma in society as well of a label.
0: Oh yeah. Wh- not
1: that I worry about the stigma of having mm-hmm. a label because that's what makes you you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people in society then pity you or they're like oh adhd is not real i've heard that several times i've heard
0: that a million times if i had if i had (laughs) if i had a listener for every single time i heard adhd is not real and it's in my head i would probably have more listeners than joe rogan
1: (laughs) (laughs) honestly yeah it's yeah i don't know
0: do you think? Do you okay? So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask a few questions, um, that like I used to see maybe I d- I did have yeah. it. Are you chronically late for a lot of things?
1: Um.
0: Not chronically late, but are you more times than not late for things?
1: Yes. Um. Even things. It 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 depends. It's when it's like my first time doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm not because I'm all about. Oh my gosh impression
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but once i've been like two minutes late and they say oh it's fine yeah it's it drags out to (laughs) at least half an hour now i was half an hour late to work the other day and they just said oh it's okay yeah so
0: (laughs) i mean but they're white though so it's like "Mm, do they really mean it's okay Mm. it's like is it okay and then they're going off to their to your superiors and telling them yeah um okay do you take coffee
1: I do. Coffee doesn't work.
0: Does it put you to... Well, that's your stomach. Yeah. No, it's my (laughs) (laughs) health Does it put you to sleep?
1: Um, Coffee doesn't put me to sleep.
0: Okay. It just doesn't work on you.
1: It just doesn't... I don't think there's ever been a time that I've drank coffee and I can stay up. Mm. Actually, in the sense of does it put me to sleep, I can drink coffee and fall asleep
0: but it that's but correlation I not causation
1: I, yeah i don't know if it's i don't know if it's causing me to lose yeah
0: asleep. more correlation than causation yeah. right and uh do you have moments of like intense focus on something whether it's like deadline based or whether it's just interest based that you go so far deep into it that like you know you can't be reached by anyone or something like hyper fixating on something
1: um yeah mostly now i think is my hair business okay um i go through like like once i start admin and i start looking up posts or things to do mm-hmm. i can be doing that for like three days sorry yeah i can be like i'll wake up and i'll go okay right what should i do in my business mm-hmm and I will be on my phone, on my laptop, like thinking, like drafting up plans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm literally currently thinking about plans for December, but I don't need to do that. I haven't. This even This is done... August, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 I'm literally thinking, but like, oh my gosh, my one year anniversary is coming up. What do I do? I'm, I'm thinking about. I think. So oh wait, when far did you ahead, start the business? I actually started my business. Back in September, I Mm -hmm. used to do hair anyway, Mm -hmm. but I actually started the business back in September and then actually created an Instagram page and became Hair by Ami in Mm -hmm. December.
0: Ah, fair, fair, fair.
1: Yeah.
0: Damn. And do you think that you show signs of, like, impulsivity, such as interrupting conversations, aggression, problems with self-control, and overreacting to criticism and disappointments
1: um yeah with the with the criticism and disappointments um everything it's so bad like i've been having like the worst couple of days cuz everything if i calculate something mm-hmm. and it is less than what it is i panic
0: mm. or
1: less or more like i was calculating my payslip mm-hmm. and it just wasn't what it was supposed to be because <laughs> was taxed 20% and i was like what do you mean tax And I have panicked about it for the past three, four days, just sitting there on a calculator, calculating stuff for uni and Mm -hmm. just life. Mm -hmm. And then my car's broken down and that's stressing me out. And I just, I have to really sometimes take a moment or even just sit down and talk. Um, I quite like my mum for that because she's very... um, She's very open to talking. So when I'm very stressed out, mm-hmm. I do have to have an outlet somehow.
0: Yeah. Do, do you, how do you take criticism? Do you think, do you take it as a, okay, this is a skill thing. This is a them problem or this is a me problem?
1: Um, I, tr- mostly a me problem. It's, criticism is I'm not doing something right.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, I I am very and it it, when I get criticism, I now work like ten times harder because <laughs> it's like I'm not doing something right. Everything has to be right. I need to fix it
0: right, so it's no. right. Okay, so this there's something called rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Um, it's when you experience severe. Emotional pain because of a failure of feeling rejected. This condition is linked to ADHD and experts suspect it happens due to differences in brain structure. Do you think that that's what you experience? One hundred
1: percent. I was actually speaking with my mum the other day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she says that she could tell from a very young age a lot of the things that I do are in fear of being rejected, mm-hmm. mostly. Um. It was, oh, this is horrible to speak about. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, you, you, no. don't, you don't have to speak about it if you um, don't want to. But. Like,
1: even in my relationship, let's say, like, we've got a little argument we've got going on. Mm-hmm. It's It kind of translates to me as, you have done something, so now I'm going to take love away from you. Right. You know, sort of emotion or, yeah, it, it's not very nice to go through, to yeah. be honest.
0: No, it's not. No, it's not yeah oh damn now mm. am I
1: going to get retested God. yeah
0: you probably should <laughs> <laughs> you probably should because you showed a lot of aspects of like RSD um okay so what about like um the hyperactivity aspects do you think you see have difficulty in sit, sitting i know that you said that you don't think you're hyperactive mm. but do you have like uh do you fidget do you talk excessively are you always um, on the move you know how how does that work with you um
1: i wouldn't say so actually no i'm not mm-hmm. um i'm mostly very calm but the moment that i do want to do something mm-hmm. it has to be done there and then mm-hmm. otherwise i'm not doing it so like Um, That mostly... I see it mostly with cooking.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I have a real problem with eating because it's like I either... When I think of a meal, I need to stand up and go to the shop and get those ingredients right now. Now? Right (laughs) now. Because if I wait 20 minutes, I'm not going to want to do it anymore. Anymore, yeah. So... And if it doesn't, if I can't cook it in less than twenty minutes, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. Sometimes I'll give up cooking it halfway. Loads of times, a s- lasagna has turned into spaghetti bolognese I'm because a <laughs> it's like no, I can't be bothered. Just just the minutes, yeah. just do something with it. Yeah. Or I cook and it's like, well, no, I don't even want to eat. So it goes in the fridge. But yeah, uh, that, that's,
0: that's happened to me before. Like I've literally made three meals and I was like i don't want to eat anymore
1: yeah and it just goes it away fridge. yeah
0: and then i i the worst part the worst part about because i live in the city at the city center and the worst part about living here is like i'm like i don't even need to eat and <laughs> the then i walk out there. it's literally a hop skip and two steps away and i I'm, I'm literally in front of like subway five guys nando's um some kebab shops like mcdonald's burger king all of that. And I'm like, yeah, that, that, that mm-hmm. I don't need to. But it's really fucking expensive. And when what about, like, executive dysfunction? Do you think... Do you struggle with organization?
1: Oh, yeah, very bad. Uh... Um, That's the only reason why I do my business with my boyfriend. And all bookings mm-hmm. have to be through the link. Otherwise, you'd forget. I forget. Yeah. I double book. I have work, and then it's like, oh, I booked someone in when I literally have a oh, shift to do. Yeah, she, like today, I'm running off to a
0: shift <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I
1: finish this retwist because I completely, <laughs> I didn't put it down.
0: Oh, uh, do you? What? Do, I mean, you, you you talked about forgetfulness. Um, yeah. Do you think you you poor at prioritizing tasks? Um. In this,
1: um, I wouldn't say so. Um, oh, actually, yes, I would say. <laughs> I I was meant to pay my insurance um, the other day, and I said, okay, you're not going to spend any money.
0: And you spent money.
1: And I bought a pair of Crocs when I have, like, four. I really didn't need to. Yes, I was um... wearing Crocs when I went to go and buy them. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, "Ah." Oh. That wasn't a good idea, but I'm not
0: gonna. I'm not gonna return them. Like... No, hundred percent, hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. No, I, I get I get I get the I get like Crocs are important. Crocs are an important part of the day. I wish I can get more, but you know, and I I'm I'm grateful that I have an exceptionally large shoe size. I'm mm. a size fourteen, so I can't really Just go walk into the store. Yeah. Or else my money would have been finished. <laughs> you know cuz today i walked into i walked into primark and i literally told myself Swala, you only are getting acid. you need to only get the hyaluric serum it that is all you need in to get primark. yeah tell me why i walked out with like three bags it of primark happen. why why it doesn't happen no nah, it doesn't actually happen in primark but yeah do you so i mean you probably should be able to you probably should start thinking about getting a diagnosis. How but how long are people
1: waiting for your diagnosis?
0: Huh, that is a very good question. So I probably have stated this in this podcast, but um I started the process last June. Um i so what they do is they ask you to fill a um a form like an like a yeah they ask you to fill a form um a preliminary form and then you know when they are like okay you need to be referred to someone they uh refer you after filling that form mm-hmm. and um so i filled the form and cool let them refer me they did not refer me until december and Uh-oh. obviously because of adhd i completely forgot about it
1: <laughs> you and, and i was
0: like what the? and then in december i was like hold the fuck up why am i why haven't i moved further down you know um and then i call psychiatry uk and they're like we don't even know who you are
1: yeah
0: and then i call um and then they're like you know oh, shit, we didn't process your form. We sorry what? about that. <laughs> whoops. I was like, you're doing whoops with my life. Honestly. <laughs> and then they were like, sorry about that. We'll do it now. And then I've just been going back and forth with them. They gave me like this full, really deep form that like I'm supposed to fill half. Someone that really, really knows me is supposed to fill another half and then have it sent off. Hmm. And then my GP said that they don't process um they don't process the right to choose in this gp i was like that makes no fucking sense so i called psychiatry uk and i'm like is this correct they're like no that makes no fucking sense we process for every gp and then i called the my gp back and i'm like yeah what you said made no fucking sense they process for everything and then they're like but we emailed them and they said that they don't and i'm like look email them again let me know and it was literally like only three weeks ago or four weeks ago that or a couple weeks ago basically that they told me that um i'm finally on the right to choose path which is another six months wait so like this is a year and a half now of waiting it i mean it's a lot slower it's a lot quicker because if i had used the nhs trust method yeah. that will be a five-year wait oh
2: gosh
0: which makes no sense which yeah. actually makes no fucking sense but yeah that's where i am right now i'm just waiting for them to give me um space i'm probably i think that's what i'm gonna use the f- next few weeks to like try and get hammered down yeah yeah but anyway thank you so much for being a part of my podcast thank you guys so much for listening um I'm gonna get back to doing my hair we're not we're not i don't think we're anywhere done near done
1: three quarters
0: yeah we're like three quarters done so yeah thank you guys so much for listening if you guys have any comments there is a comment section if you guys have anything to add anything to say like uh critiquing i t- i take it well because i'm like that's either your problem or a my skill problem, which can change, not a problem with me, you know, uh, I hope you guys have a really, really good week, I don't know when the next episode will be out, but here's to the fourth episode, speak to you guys l- later, bye!